What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. You don't know what that ought is, Mr. Trash. I'd show you, but I'm too old. I'm too tired. I'm too fucking blind. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Oh, there's just a lot of silliness going on in this world. This is Tim. This is Get Off My Lawn. Matt Ramley's the Gen Xer. And you know what? The truth shall always set you free. I want to talk about Anheuser-Busch. I want to talk about Budweiser. I want to talk about the King of Beers. Or now we're referring to it as the Queen of Beers. And that is not a derogatory thing that we're saying. We're going to get into that in a moment. We're going to talk about Nike. Hell, we may even talk about Trump. I don't even know exactly everything we're going to talk about today but we got to talk about Budweiser because we had a holiday weekend and of course uh you know Budweiser is kind of brewed into brewed get that <laughs> get that hey brewed into a little bit of a controversy here because of the fact that they've gone transgender on their most recent ad campaign and uh, teaming up with uh, influencer Dylan Mulvaney and Dylan Mulvaney if you do not know is a man that pretends to be a woman and has become famous by basically being misogynistic and stereotyping all women in his TikTok videos so he can become popular. Did you get all that? Because there's going to be a quiz later. Well, what happened is, um, of course, those have been living under rock. Anheuser Bush has teamed up with this gentleman, and I, he is a gentleman. I'm not going to say what he, he's a man or woman because if, if there, unless you can prove there's something else behind an X and a Y chromosome, you are what you are. But the beer brand itself teamed up with him in March Madness, and things have just gone kablooey. This weekend, one of the nation's top-selling beers, which of course was Budweiser, um, basically just took a huge plummet in sales. It, it, and and it, it, it just, I'm not even going to say it's amazing, because you have owners of bars, and we have one guy named Jeff Fitter, who owns a case of Bucks. In Missouri says, and this is in Missouri, their backyard. I think society flexes muscles sometimes and reminds manufacturers that the customer is still in charge. It's it's called the fact that you just incredibly missed your target market. And we're going to get into the young lady who is in charge now of um, of the marketing for Budweiser and what her thought process was in reference to being inclusive. You know, and, and the thing is, to me, beer does not need to be inclusive. Beer is beer. You have your brand, you have your favorite, that's what you drink. You know, you could be gay, you could be straight, you could be a Martian, you could be whatever the hell you want to be. That you just drink your beer, you could be a transgender, you could you could you could identify yourself as a can of beans, I don't care. It's just beer. That's what it is. And it's beer that is normally pushed to the male bravado, sports fans, NASCARs. You know, just just guys in general, because that's just, you know, because, you know, not that ladies don't drink beer, but, you know, the majority of the people that drink beer and the, the majority of the customers for Bud White, Bud White, excuse me, Budweiser, is, is going to be male driven. So you take a man who is dressing up and pretending to be a woman and have that be one of your new influencers and spokespeople because of the fact that you want inclusivity 
you're, you're kind of leading down the primrose path, primrose path. You're going the wrong direction. You, you are going against your loyal brand. And the thought process was, well, you know, this is a dying breed with the frat boys and all this. No, that's who's, that's who's going to drink your beer. Those are your loyal customers. And sales of excuse me, sales of Anheuser-Busch bottle products dropped 30% over the last week. Why draft beer plummeted nearly 50%, says another owner of a bar, says Fitters. That, that tells you something right there. This is, this is in their backyard. Bud Light normally outsells rival beer products in Miller Light and Coors Light 25 to 1 at Braintree Brew House in Massachusetts, and then, which is evidently a huge sports bar outside of, Bra- outside of Boston, but not last week. 80% of Bud Light drinkers ordered something else this week. Brewhouse owner mentioned and said while there while the 20% who did order Bud Light weren't so on social media and hadn't heard yet about the new transgender sales pitch. What around to the Bud Light night? Those are great commercials. The nights and all that stuff. And I, I like to I like I even go back to the old school with the with the Bud Bowl. And then the guy says they didn't order it again. He said after other patrons told them about the marketing misfire. Now, one pub in Hell's Kitchen in New York, a neighborhood known for its large vocal gay community, reported that Bud Light sales dropped 50. Now, this is supposed to be the target market, I assume, dropped 58%, while Bud Light sales on bottles were down 70%. It's a bad decision when you when you sit there and you neglect your target market. It's a bad decision. Bud Light's decision to, to, to excuse me to, divide, to dive into the culture wars was a bad decision that defies virtually every rule in building brands and marketing," said a national beer industry analyst. He cited a nightmare scenario for Bud Light sales reps in Texas, where the brand has been for years has been sponsors of largely uh, excuse me large weekly dart tournaments with over 100 players each Thursday. The bar sold only four. 12-ounce bottles of Bud last week. <laughs> the bar also typically sells or goes through three kegs of Bud White at the events. A total of 495 12-ounce pours. The bar sold 12 12-ounce 12 pours. As the dart players held a massive protest against the sponsorship. The damage is done, they're saying. They've already done enough damage in one week to distribute year-long sales projections of beer sales representative who works for a national beer retailer such as Costco's, told Fox News. This is from Fox News. He says, you don't make up these sales. People aren't going to drink as twice as much as... That's a great point. People aren't going to drink twice as much as Bud Light the following weekend to recover for the business loss. I mean, I literally can't see people sitting in a bar going, hey, you know what? We need to drink more Bud Light just because we need to make up the sales that Bud Light lost last week. I mean, it, it, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's one of those things that you go so much in one direction. Now, I think her name is Elisa. I can't remember. She's the Bud Light. She's the Bud Light VP of, of marketing. It says, if you don't attract young drinkers to come and drink this brand, there will be no future for Bud Light. So your thought process is this, and I love it because she's also taken down her LinkedIn page because I was trying to get some information on her to see exactly you know where what what her thought process was on this. Um, so your thought process is this: you are going to go after possibly the one percent 
of the population. Because if you're looking at transgenders, they probably make up one to one and a half percent of the entire population. And I've said this before, and we've said this a million times on the show. The smallest percentage or the smallest group who yells the loudest gets the most attention. And people can sit there and tell you that this is a growing trend, this is this, but it's still maybe one to one and a half percent of the entire population. Now, some people, there's probably a percentage of 40 to 50 percent of the population do not agree with the fact that you are, you can just pretend you are what you want to be, that you can, you can self-identify as something. So you have a very large segment of that. And probably a lot of that, that segment is beer drinkers. So that's going to be your target market. And you are going to sit there and say, this is a brilliant idea. Let's go out and go and cater to the one to one and a half percent and screw the other 40 to 45% who are, our are, are drinkers are are people that buy our product because these are the young people young guy you know what you know what here's an idea you know what young drinkers are going to want a lower price <laughs> a lot of people drink bud light because it's cheap a lot of fraternities drink bud light because it's cheap not because it's a great beer you need to go after the the younger market by creating a better product you know you have all these ipas you have all these other things coming out and for her, Elisa, the vice president of Bud Light Marketing, said she was inspired to update the fratty and out-of-touch humor of the beer company with inclusivity in a March 20th interview with the podcast Make Yourself at Home. That's great. So you're going to be inclusive. by You're going to be inclusive by excluding your target audience. How much, does, how much sense does that make? How much separate sense does that make? There is a St. Louis beer operator and Bud Light drinker who came out and said it keeps, and that's again, this is in St. Louis. <laughs> this is right in Anheuser Bush's backyard. It's the kind of mind boggling steps that they take into this realm. And this guy owns a bar. He says, you're marketing to an audience that represents a fraction, 1% of consumers, while alienating the larger base of your customers. His customers, many of them are loyal Bud Light drinkers, are baffled by the are baffled by the brand's lack of inclusivity. It seems that Bud Light has everything to lose and little to gain, as its current drinkers are not really receptive to this new development. Because we don't want to sit there and have a beer, and sit there and worry about the social impact of me having a beer. And I love it because a St. Louis hospitality consultant says the same thing. Sometimes you just want to drink a beer without getting a lecture on social or political commentary or someone's sexual orientation. Now, Bud Light sales have been declined for years. Now, people forget that they own, what's his name, the Modelo's and Corona. They, 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 they you know, that's also part of Anheuser-Busch. <laughs> so you, so you got to stop drinking those things, too. But when you create self-inflicted wounds on yourself because of the fact that you are not even identifying with your target market and going after a very small percentage of the population, and you think that is what is going to attract youthful people, you are beyond out of touch. You are beyond out of touch. Do we have, do we have audio on uh, Elisa? Hold on. I think we have some. Well, I'm a businesswoman. I had a really clear job to do. When I took over Bud Light and it was, this brand is in decline. It's been in decline for a really long time. And if we do not attract 
young drinkers to come and drink this brand, there will be no future for Bud Light. So I had this super clear mandate. It's like, we Mm -hmm. need to evolve and elevate this incredibly iconic brand. And my, what I brought to that was a belief in, okay, what is, what, what does evolve and elevate mean? It means inclusivity. It means shifting the tone. It means having a campaign that's truly inclusive and feels lighter and brighter and different and appeals to women and to men. Mm-hmm. And representation is at sort of the heart of... Wait, you want to appeal to both men and women by having a woman, a man who's pretending to be a woman, who is being stereotypical... Is 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 sitting there and trying to get famous by using what would be referred to as stereotypical misogynistic behavior about women to include women into drinking beer. You've got to see people who reflect you in the work. And we had this hangover. I mean, Bud Light had been kind of a brand of bratty kind of out of touch humor. And it was really important that we had another approach. Fratty out of touch humor that you are projecting towards a younger base who drink beer. Hmm. Does anyone else see an issue here? Does anyone, am I the one going crazy? Are you crazy? Yeah, I'm crazy. What made you think I was saying? I assume that's what it's got to be because of the fact that you are going so inclusive that you're including a 1% of a population and maybe one, maybe a, a, a 0.01% of your demographic as a company. And you are sitting there and saying, Hey, listen, you know, we're going to appeal to this because this is going to go over real well. <laughs> What was she thinking? Now, of course, I found some information. She she is a graduate of the Wharton School of Business, I guess, and holds a master's of business administration degree, holds a bachelor of arts with Harvard University, where she pursued English language and literature letters. So prior to that, she worked for a marketing firm called Tapestry Networks. She left the organization five years later to become the associate brand uh, manager at Listerine. She also joined Anheuser-Busch in fifteen. And I love it because she was the director of value brands, director of Bud Light Sports and Music, and the senior director of Bud Light Communications and vice president director of consumer marketing, other VP and outline draft for digital things. So she wants to do things that aren't routine. She wants to shake things up. And her big idea is to go out and get a guy who pretends to be a woman by going through every female stereotype and has really some misogynistic tendencies against women. And you are thinking that is going to be inclusive in your brand for Bud Light. Now, Nike has also partnered with Dylan Mulvaney and he, they, they, they received backlash as well. And I love it because they have come out and just double down. They've instructed their customers to be kind and be more inclusive. Okay, so you are paying a guy, and he's a guy who's wearing a sports bra, who doesn't have breasts, who's wearing a sports bra, and he is going to, you're going to target that to women who actually have breasts, who use sports bra, and understands the comfort, the feel, and everything else. Again, we are once again totally missing the target market. And I love it because they had in their verified Instagram account, the company instructed customers to be kind, be inclusive. Now, the response came amid calls for the boycott of the company. 
shortly after Mulvaney, who who I guess identifies as a female. We've talked about that. And she's he is seen dancing around in a sports bra. <laughs> I I love it because you are taking a huge step backwards. And you, again, you are going after and you are going after women. You are going you are going after women. Olympic center uh, swimmer Sharon Davies came out and says, the ad feels like a parody of what women are. In the past, it has always been seen as an insult to say, run like a girl. And here we've got someone behaving in that way, very unsportsy and very unathletic. So it's frustrating when 1% of the U.S. sponsorship's dollars goes to females in sports and Nike would do and feel like this is a kick in the teeth. Yeah, (laughs) because of the fact that you are, you again, you are going against the audience. Now, on their social media accounts, and I love it because this is all, this is all part of the inclusivity. You're not allowed to have a dissenting opinion. Vikey, Nike vowed to remove any comments that were not in the spirit of diversity and inclusion of the community. You are essentially the component to the success of your community. Be kind, the comments, and contribute to a positive, constructive discussion. Be kind. Be inclusive, encourage each other, hate speech, bullying, and other behaviors are not in the spirit of diversity and inclusion community will be deleted, wrote Nike. So in other words, if you have a different opinion, keep it to yourself. Because we don't want to hear it. Because this is this is what we're doing. This is what we're all about now. We're all about having the face of women be a guy who's pretending to be a woman. Oh, you know what? And somehow the music popped in way too early on there. This is Tim. This is Get Off My Lawn. The Mad Ramblings of Gen X. You know what? And I'm just joking. I'm just going to turn I'm just gonna turn the music down. I hit the wrong button. I hurt. I hit the wrong button. You even have Caitlyn Jenner come out against Dylan Mulvaney and the partnership with Nike. Now, Mulvaney has worked as a comedian, has appeared on Broadway, has a big social media following, of course. And he gets compensated from his media posts and things such as that. So evidently these sponsorships are big to him. I'm not going to call him a her because it's a him. Let's just be honest. If he wants to be gay, that's fine. If he wants to pretend he's a woman, that's fine. I don't care. But like I said, unless you can prove to me there's something besides an X and a Y chromosome, uh, you know, unless you could, and unless you found a way to change the X and the X and Y chromosome and, and revert it somehow, unless you have, unless you have a machine that does this, it, it, you are what you are. I think I think Mrs. Garrison said it best. Don't you tell me what I can and can't do with my body. A woman has a right to choose. No, I mean you're physically unable to have an abortion because you can't get pregnant. But I missed my period. You can't have periods either. You had a sex change, Mr. Garrison, but you don't have ovaries or a womb. You don't produce eggs. You mean... I'll never know what it feels like to have a baby growing inside me and then scramble its brains and vacuum it out. That's right. But I paid $5,000 to be a woman. This would mean I'm not really a woman. I'm just a guy with a mutilated penis. And that should sum it up. And this was from South Park. We've said that we played this before millions of years ago. Millions of years ago. And you have, and we're going we're gonna to get into it a little bit this week. Uh, about uh, about some of the things the over the, over the the new legislation coming down the Protection of Women in Sports Act 
and how some of these people, the the you know, we have the one soccer player Megan with the purple hair coming out and singling that uh, she's okay. Now, of course, she's basically retired, but she's okay about men playing in women's sports because you know it's easy to say that when you're not playing anymore. It's easy to say whatever you want. Say with say with uh, NBA basketball, excuse me, WNBA basketball legend Susan Bird. These are great. These people are coming out and saying, no, we don't care. If, you know, biological men compete in women's sports because you don't play anymore. But that's all right. We're going to talk about that next week. We're going to talk about Trump. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of other things. But again, this is Tim. This is Get Off My Lawn. The Mad Ramblings of a Gen Xer. And always the truth. Just let you free. And I'm out of here.